Good. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again uh, for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. Catapult. It's time for the January 15th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at harpers.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. Thank you. Visiting the Middle East, President George W. Bush urged Gulf state leaders to join him in confronting Iran before it's too late. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. What does he mean by this stuff? What What are we supposed to... You know, why can't a president just be straight? Why can't he just say right. what it is It's on before it's too late? You know, it sounds like my mother or something like right. that. It sounds like some threat from some authoritarian figure who has absolutely no idea of what he's doing except to, he, to make a threat. Well, to uh, make, You go wash your hands if before he, it's too late. If he talks louder than the rest of us, then he'll make his point. It comes, why can't they just say, this is a, Rand presents a realistic threat for these reasons. This yeah. is the scope of the ability of Iran to inflict pain and punishment on us and our interest. And uh-huh. let's try to negotiate. Let's try to work with it. Let's work with our allies. Let's try and work on this together. Instead, he goes over there, like, and his hair's on fire, and he's suddenly screaming at the top of his lungs, you know, the sky is falling. And, and after a while, you're right, people stop paying attention. And maybe someday it'll actually mean something when he says it. And we won't, we won't be t- paying attention because he's an idiot. 10,000 policemen were guarding him in Jerusalem. Yes. They, they all just formed this big circle around him, the yeah. 10,000. I know. Isn't that amazing? Amount? <laughs> just this, yeah, I didn't do that. I, wow. 10,000. But he told Condoleezza Rice, yeah. Bush did, yeah. there, that the United States should have bombed Auschwitz. No. Remember that place? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah he and did. they should have bombed it. That would have, uh, I, I guess, killed a lot of... Does he really want to Jews go there? Were... Does he really? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, and, and, a, true. and a lot of prison guards. And, yeah, well, and, no. And I, I suppose that would have wiped out all evidence. Maybe that's what he was, oh, he no, was going for. He was going to go there. But... Perhaps he should have thought about bombing the train lines. Yes. That would have been a, been a smarter move, Mr. Yeah. Mr. President. I don't, I don't, I don't think know. he really wants to open up that can of worms, uh, given that there's ample evidence that the British and the Americans, the Catholic Church, and a lot of the rest of the civilized world knew exactly what was going on. His, his grandfather. His grandfather, who was supporting uh, Prescott Bush, was an early supporter of Adolf Hitler uh, through their financial endeavors. So I don't know that he really wants to open up that can of worms. He has no idea what he can of worms he's holding in his hand uh, at I, any I, given I, moment. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Iran agreed to answer questions about its past nuclear activities within a month as part of an agreement with the International Atomic Energy Agency. So it seems that they're at least uh, working through diplomatic channels to do... To advance, I a yeah, I definitely think there are, there are elements within the Iranian government that are dangerous, and and the world nef- definitely needs to be on guard. But the, Iran is a very complex place. There are a lot of reformists. There's a lot of Western uh, leaning people within its population who certainly have no animus towards us. Who would love to see the 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 ayatollahs and the mullahs all go away, uh, so that they could live a better life. Mullah. Mullahs. Mullahs? Yeah. Oh. That's and, all right. And, and um, but we're not going to, but we treat Iran like it's this gigantic monolith. There's no, there's no nuance in this policy at all. The Bush administration notified Congress of its intent to sell $20 billion in weapons. 
We're getting a call. They're correcting me. I know they're going to say it's Mula. It's gonna, we're going to go got, on. I've got my uh, Mula. Yeah, I've got my uh, my grammar police out there listening. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? Should, I, should I think? Well, the only problem is, is it's not yeah. somebody like that, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and then you just... I mean, do you want to? Go ahead. No, no, I don't want to. You, the Bush what? administration notified call Congress the, of its intent. Call us at the break. Half hour. Yeah, you know, and, and we'll 20 minutes hash this moolah out. Yeah, 20 minutes from now, call us back. The Bush administration notified Congress of its intent to sell $20 billion in weapons, including precision-guided bombs to Saudi Arabia, moving up the announcement to coincide with the president's arrival in Riyadh. Yeah. Riyadh. Riyadh. Yeah, Riyadh. Sorry about that. So $20 billion that's in weapons just, to Saudi. Yeah, that's what we need to do. <laughs> We need to give. Uh, Perhaps need, they could use some of that to bomb Auschwitz. Maybe, yeah. maybe so. A little late. A little bit. Yeah. Well, now um, Bef- before I, it's too late. I know the yeah. Saudis are our friends, even though seventeen of the nineteen hijackers were from Saudi Arabia, and I know that their their support, their unvarnished support for the Sunni rebels in Iraq, is yeah. continuing to cause the United States military all kinds of problems. Well, why are we giving them more money, I mean, more ammunition, more guns, more armaments to supply because we hate the Iranians so much and they're, they're Shiites? That's why. So you answer your own question. I guess. There. I don't even know. Anymore. U.S. planes dropped 40,000 pounds of explosives just, on Baghdad's southern outskirts in a 10-minute massive strike. That's 10, 10 minutes, 40,000 pounds. You do the math. Yeah. Attacking what the military said were safe havens for al-Qaeda. They're the air attack along the Tigris River, or the Tigger River, as I like to say it. The Tigger River was one of the largest airstrikes since the onset of the war in 2003. Yeah, yeah. I go back to something that Seymour Hersh said to us many a moon ago, and which was that the United States has this almost completely uncovered yeah. air war in Iraq that is causing untold... Why don't you go ahead and, and get that phone, just in case an emergency, and get off it quick. I will say that George Bush made his most explicit call for an end to the Israeli occupation after making his first visit to the West Bank, where he witnessed oh. Israel's military checkpoints, the vast West Bank barrier, and the spread of Jewish settlements. Bush did not back down from his endorsement of Israel's intent to retain large Jewish-only settlement blocks that Palestinians say will make peace impossible. So there we go. Israel. Yeah. Are we all right? Were we, we are okay. I need to look at the monitor more. more were often. we blasting or something? No, we were. Um, one of our colleagues wanted in. We, were we not loud enough? No, they wanted oh, they in. wanted in. <laughs> yes. So you're, I can't. I, I apologize no, for that. No, I'm sorry. I, I, okay, let's move on. We'll, we'll just. We'll just. <laughs> I need. And by the way, that uh, is Mullah. Uh, Mullah. Yeah, whatever. In private conversations with Israeli Prime Minister Mehud Olmert, Olmert, Mehud Olmert, gotcha. George Bush all but disowned the December third National Intelligence estimate that stated Tehran had halted its weapons program in two thousand and three. So he pretty much said, "You know that National Intelligence estimate that I got in December? Yeah, forget about it. I know better." Facts are a tricky thing, uh-huh. and uh, you know, and so, uh, and George Bush has never been one to let those get in the way of a good story. So, uh, how, how, what is it? What kind of a signal are we sending to, um, to our allies and around? Can you, uh, keep your head in the game here, man. I am. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I am. No, you're not. You're distracted. Uh, anyway, what? Oh, I'm, I'm just speaking clearly and have a complete you, uh, sense. Well, uh, of, no, duh. we're sending a, a, a. What kind of message are we sending to our allies? 
when when the president of the United States goes into one of our most trusted allies and says, "Don't believe what you're hearing from our intelligence agencies," yeah, which is not as if they just sat around a table one day and decided to make this stuff up. This is these are things that have been vetted and looked at and, and analyzed and all the rest of it. And this is their best estimate. Yeah, and he goes in and says, well, "I don't believe it." Mm-hmm. What is that? What is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. If he doesn't believe it, then I I suppose the first place you should go to. Or at least keep it in house. Yeah. Or at least talk about it uh, in a yeah, uh, not a I don't believe it tone. But what is it that I don't understand? How can you enlighten me to your point of view? Here's what I think. Right. Instead, well, this, is I don't believe. No, this goes back to exactly what uh, what Craig Unger was talking with us about last week when he talked about the the uh, the Cheney setting up the the Team B and. Going back to the the Reagan administration when they were doing these kinds of things, where they wanted a set of intelligent facts, intelligence data uh-huh. that supported their arguments, and it didn't. They didn't want to let facts get in the way. A federal appeals court threw out a suit by four British Muslims who allege that they were tortured and subjected to religious abuse in U.S. military prison at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Mm-hmm. And and now that we're talking about Guantanamo Bay, I want to remind our listeners to listen to the uh, second. Hour this morning, mm-hmm. film school. We're going to have Alex Gibney, the director of. That would be um, Taxi to the Dark Side. Taxi to the Dark Side. <laughs> I blanked because it wasn't didn't have have a rack in the title no, or anything. Like, Taxi to the Dark I, Side, which is about torture, right? Prisons, right? And, and, and you hear lots of. And you're, you're, honestly, there. this is a this is a documentary you got to see. Yeah. So, film school. Yeah. About nine thirty, he'll be on. Yeah. But anyway, this was a ruling. Yeah. by the uh, a federal appeals court that exonerated 11 president and former senior Pentagon officials. The three-judge panel, three panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit ruled that the detainees captured in Afghanistan aren't recognized as persons no. under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act because they were aliens held outside the United States. Again. So they weren't persons. We'll get into this uh, in more detail with Alex Gibney, but this is, to me, a legal parlor trick. To parlor, it's some kind of they as the, they operate in the shadows of legal theory here in order to come up with this very <sighs> contorted view of who's a prisoner of war and who's not, and who's who are real people and who aren't. And yet, one more story we can talk to, to Gibney about. Yeah, the only military officer charged in the Abu Ghraib abuse scandal had his one conviction dismissed. That would be Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Jordan, who was cleared last year of allegations he personally abused prisoners. He was found guilty on one count of disobeying command by speaking about the ongoing probe when he was ordered not to. That was the last one, you know, that he... That's what he got in trouble for. That was what he got in trouble for. No, at the end, you know, last year they dismissed all the other charges. This year, you know, they were still trying to figure out whether he had actually spoken about it, which apparently he had, but that was dismissed uh, by uh, Major General Richard Rowe, dismissed that conviction. Jordan one time faced up to 16 years in prison. For the abuses. Yeah. No, no, let, let, let's nothing. let's uh, and we'll go over this again. As we said, we'll go over this with Alex. Even let's get this right. So uh, Bagram Gibney and Abu Ghraib and the only people that were really doing anything wrong. Yeah, was was that that Englander woman and and the other and the sergeant? I forgot his name, Gravel or something. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, widespread, massive uh, prisoner abuse, torture, waterboarding, the whole nine yards. 
They, these guys just took it upon themselves. I mean, you've watched this documentary, uh, Taxi Dark Side, and there's absolutely no question this was uh, unofficial policy, but certainly a policy that was coming from the highest levels of the U.S. government. And these are the only people that got in any trouble. Yeah. The private military firm Blackwater Worldwide was, was facing new allegations of unlawful activity in Iraq, this time for dropping a heavily restricted riot-controlled gas on a crowded Baghdad checkpoint in May 2005. I believe one of the army officers says that that was really uncool. That's what he said. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. Well, that's pretty strong language coming out of uh, the U.S. military. The release of CS gas by the Blackwater helicopter and armored vehicle, temporary blinded drivers, pedestrians, and at least 10 American soldiers. Temporary blindness. No, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. I, heck, I, on a, Who hasn't I, been temporary blinded? I mean, blinded? honestly, every other Friday night I can make that claim. Temporarily blinded. By gas? Sometimes. Yeah. Just depends. In the first decision of its kind, a federal judge ordered the U.S. government to stop the deportation of Egyptian national Sameh Kuzam based on a secret and unreliable assurance from the Egyptian government that it will not torture him upon his return. That's unreliable. You yeah, were there being well. unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, at least somebody somebody stood up for this guy. Yeah, the judge called for Kazam's immediate release from jail under reasonable conditions of supervision and granted his habeas corpus petition. Oh, my Yay! God. What sort of godless communist Go judge is this activist judge? Who's doing these things? We've got, hey, speaking we've... of habeas, yeah, Alex Gibney will be talking about that, too. Well, I'm sure he will. <laughs> What won't he be talking about? I don't know. The I, chief I, of the U.S. military, that would be Admiral Mike Mullen, said he favors closing Guantanamo prison. Yeah. Just another, another thing that Gibney might be talking about. <laughs> he might. Yeah. Why don't we have, why don't we just switch our guests? <laughs> you know, we could have Gibney did, did, talking did, about did, his film on Weekly Signals. Did Mark Winnie do, uh, do a film? Has he done we, any we'll make film one. work? Okay. We'll make it, we'll, we'll make we'll make it work out. We'll just call him right now. Okay. So anyway, so you've got, so here we go. We've got uh, Mullen, who's, I mean. Uh, yeah. Mike Mullen, Mon- Admiral Mike Mullen, says he favors closing Guantanamo, and he said he wanted to close it because it's been pretty damaging to our image. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and... I always like, whenever I go out and torture anybody, I know it's going to really, you know, do well, harm a, to my image. This really says a lot about this administration. It's not that it's undermined the rule of law, and it's, and it's caused, you know, um, some real damage to America around the world. Uh, they're more interested in image. Yeah. Uh, and also the danger that torture well, the danger that torturing these people puts our own people into in other words we torture them when they torture us what is the, what are the what do we, what do we say we say you can't you're, you're hurting your own image yeah you're hurting uh, your own image why are you hurting your image like yeah. that a federal judge refused to delve into the destruction of CIA interrogation videos, saying there was no evidence the Bush administration violated a court order and the Justice Department deserved time to conduct its own investigation. So no investigation by... Uh, right. This was McCasey's uh, strategy, which is to contain the investigations yeah. so that it's, he's the only one doing it, and he answers directly to the president. Huh. I wonder how that's going to work out. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Mike McConnell, the nation's intelligence intelligence chief, said waterboarding would be torture if used against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that meaning someone with a deviated septum, as he has. I have one of those. You do? I'm serious. I do. Well, you know, if uh, so, you are, so you can I, put me on the no torture list. Yeah. 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 Here's a note to all terrorists out yeah, there: gonna, if you are about to be yeah. tortured, just say, "Remember these words." Deviated septum. 
And I'll repeat if, after if me. There any, is anybody out there who would deviated like to torture me, septum. particularly, specifically? Yeah. I do have a deviated septum. Yeah, so, so they could get to that. So Real easy. it's now a matter of public. Uh, public. Uh, if you don't have a deviated it, septum, like knowledge. myself, you can be tortured. Yeah. <laughs> or at least waterboarded. Yeah. Filling, you can have your lungs filled up with water. Well, no problem. No, I can't. You now can't. You can. I can. You can because you have a perfectly fine septum. Fine septum. Right. I, there are, I'm sure there's other things that I could be, you know, forced to watch Saved by the Bell for 24 hours a, a day, and that would be certainly be bad enough. But uh, according to U.S. officials and analysts, if the U.S. were to face a new conventional threat, its military could not respond effectively without turning to air power. Hmm. Which meaning that they would. Bomb, yeah. essentially, is what yeah. we're talking about here. They wouldn't just like <laughs> inhale or something like that. They would, they would get in their planes, oh, by the elevate, way. and bomb another target, which isn't really the best way to defend yourself. No. I mean, it, it works to clear out certain areas if you're on advance. Yeah. But, okay. Well, here's one I always I like a lot. Yeah. Here's one. A, a heckling radio ham operator known as the Filipino monkey. Mm-hmm who has spent years pestering ships in the Persian Gulf, was being blamed for sparking a major diplomatic row after American warships almost attacked Iranian patrol boats. This is the big incident from last week when yeah. there was a lot of squawking about the provocative. And I think, well, I don't know if you're going to get into it, but Bush You kept, will explode in two minutes. Well, Bush was going on about how he was warning Iran about yeah. this provocative uh, uh, confrontation, naval confrontation. Our ships... We're moving very peacefully. Well, it was all about the Filipino monkey. I'm sorry. The ships might have been, been moving peacefully, yeah. but that's, that shows you how intelligence well, operates in the world, not that there's anything. Well, there were three, really... of the, three of these small crafts who yeah. approached the U.S. warship. Well, they were buzzing around. They were buzzing around. They were around. being silly. Yeah, I'm sure they were. I'm sure yeah. they weren't It sounds happy like they were being. And uh, about it, and they said, uh, hey, uh, and then this voice comes over. You, you've, I'm sure you've heard it. If you've been watching TV in the last week, you've probably heard this kind of, it, it sounded like it was Here, dubbed I, I'll in. I'll cue it up. I got it right there. Oh, yeah. I'll get it right there. Over you, there. So, Another thing. You will explode oh. in two minutes. Yeah. That was it. Wow. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm hearing it for the you know maybe the tenth time, and it, it sounded scarier this time. Than I know it did the first time. <laughs> yeah. um, well, but, I had a, I had a cleaner recording. By the way, I cleaned it up. Oh, that was the, <laughs> well, the Filipino monkey. Yeah, Filipino monkey. By the way, that's the what he was known as. That's his handle. Isn't it's it? his handle, Filipino monkey. Filipino yeah. monkey. So, in all likelihood, it appears that this was the the not to action. be confused with the Samarian monkey. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, by the way, this does remind me. This harkens back. To a, to a happier, to a to a simpler time. Are you going to get into the NSA and their admission this week? Okay, I will. You tell me you what will. you want to talk newly about. Dis- new, newly de- declassified documents have provided more evidence that the Johnson administration faked the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which escalated into the war in Vietnam as we know it. The alleged 1964 attack on U.S. warship by North Vietnamese was used as a pretext for increasing bombing and troop deployments in Vietnam, but a report from the National Security Agency concludes no attack happened that yeah. night. Yeah. So, and so let's, let's, class, let's review. Gulf of Tonkin, a lie. War in Vietnam. George Bush, weapons of mass destruction, a lie. The war in Iraq. And now we have some, we have like a thousand words. class, let's review. 
What a condescending little and then and, and then class. Uh, let's review. And then we have there's a, a lesson to be learned. A few in, in hundred our, our American warships agencies. cruising around in 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 a bathtub called the Straits of Hormuz, and we are going to bump into Iranian warships for certain. So I just yeah. you know just be be on the lookout for all that. Be on the lookout. Be be aware that this could happen again. I guess that's the that's the point of this lesson. Today's lesson. John McCain and a tearful Hillary Clinton oh. won the New Hampshire primaries. You look at me, September 11th, said Giuliani, oh when God. asked if he would ever cry in public. Oh, my God. Did he really say that? Yeah. Oh my That's God. when he cried, September 11th. Oh, my God. What would happen if, say, Hillary Clinton or, or somebody had to go to the bathroom? He said, well, did you ever have to go to the bathroom, uh, Mr. Giuliani? You look at me, oh, September, you, 11th. September 11th. September yeah. 11th. I don't know. Really, you look at me, September 11th. I'm going to remember that. that's going to be my calling card from now on. Anybody ask me a question? Democrat Dennis Kucinich, who won less than two percent of the vote in the New Hampshire primary, said he wants a recount to ensure that all ballots in his party's contest were counted, and he cited serious and credible reports, allegations, and rumors yeah. about the integrity of the results. Which there's some merit to that. Yeah. Uh, there was a vast difference. In the swing of votes between those paper ballots and, and, and optic scanned uh, Diebold, essentially, Diebold, was yeah, which was were about. apparently Obak. What did I just say? It's okay. You, I know what you meant. Obak. No, I'm saying Obama was doing very, very well. I like well. Obak better. Obak. Was, <laughs> I'm sorry. I used to shop Obama there. was doing very well, apparently beating the pants off of Hillary. In the twenty percent that were uh, paper ballots, and then when it went to the optics scanned ballots, Hillary did exceptionally well. And apparently, the, apparently the the demographic. Well, like, well, you want to get into Edwards? You want to you want to try and e- embarrass me on Edwards? No, no, he's doing he's doing good. He's doing fine. He's, he goes into Michigan. Yeah, now. yeah I'm telling you, what, he's going to do he's fine. Do all right. In I Michigan. think he's going to do all right in Michigan. Apparently, running pretty well in uh, Nevada. Yeah. And I'm I'm. In about three weeks from now, when we get to yeah. when we get to the big tsunami Tuesday, when people are sick and tired of uh, Hillary trying to subtly bring race into it, and Obama's campaign subtly trying to bring gender into the campaign, people are going to look around and say, "Well, maybe John Andrews isn't a bad option after all." Merrill Lynch reported the United States has already entered a recession. What do you think about that? Uh, well, you know, they would know. In England, ministers are planning to implant machine-readable microchips under the skin of thousands of prisoners as part of an expansion of yeah. electronic tagging. Yeah. India's Tata Motors yeah. introduced their new $2,500 four-door subcompact, the world's cheapest car. $2,500? Yeah. So for 5000 you can get some Tatas. That's right. And, you know, well, you can get two Tatas That's for $5,000. $5,000, you get You said some Tatas. You can oh, only get yeah. two. You can get two. Two Tatas. This this is a bit troubling. Why is Only that troubling? in that what? there's going to be lots more gasoline being used. Oh, of course, it means it's terrible. It's a terrible uh, development. I, these are these are basically uh, glorified lawnmower engines on these things, and they're going to be. I'm sure they're going to be pretty. Well, they're essentially like an old bug. Yeah, that's that's the kind of car they I are. I think they're 60 uh, horsepower. I saw them. 60. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they've got some. They can get up to about 60 miles an hour in them. And, and, you know, I mean, on, in one case, it's a good deal because it makes it, it, it affordable. makes transportation affordable. But it does point out the problem that we'll have 
three or four hundred million more cars on the road yeah. in the next ten well, years. Well, the market is a billion. That's what they're, they're well, shooting Well, there's a billion for. people. A billion people. So, so I'm figuring. Be, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm not saying they're going to sell a billion cars. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, it's... 300 a, million more cars. In other words, it, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we just get, we can't do that. Right. We cannot do this. The U.S. Army posted a federal business opportunity want ad for... They are seeking professional celebrity rock band. Group not to exceed seven people for a tour of forward operating bases in Kuwait and Afghanistan. The band should be an active rock band with a music genre consisting of southern rock, pop rock, post-grunge, and hard rock. I'm just reading from the site. If yeah, you, well, if that's you go exactly to the, right. That the does Federal Business exactly Opportunity right. site. Yeah. At least one member of the band should be recognizable as a professional celebrity. Well, there you go. I was thinking about starting a band up, Mike. Yeah. I hope you could help well, me Well, and that. I think that people will recognize you it's as a southern, professional. Southern pop rock, post-grunge, hard rock. I know that's your favorite that. stuff. I know that's <laughs> a, telling you what. You, you're, you know, you're in Nathan's house. That's all you're going to hear, Sweet Home mm. Alabama. My, my, over uh, and over. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my, my stage name is Piggy Boy Simon. Okay. <laughs> Piggy Boy Simon. Piggy yeah. Boy Simon. Yeah. Uh, well, are Protective they... military equipment such as Kevlar body armor, eye and ear protection will be provided when the group is traveling on military rotary or fixed wing aircraft, wow. which sounds exciting to me. Yeah. And finally, yeah. the new eye taser, as it's been dubbed, was introduced to the public at this annual Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. It combines a taser stun gun used by about 1,200 law enforcement and security forces, including the Metropolitan Police, with an MP3 player oh. and earphones. Are you kidding? You can, you can go to my site and, and right. see this. We're going to see that on Nathan Callahan. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.